Hello everyone and welcome back to the last and final episode of Hablai Cubed. I'm very surprised we actually made it this far. (laughs) Season finale, finale, finally. Um, Yeah, so basically... I know we promised an hour long. We lied. <laughs> we lied. But honestly, we're going to go for as long as possible. And then um, whatever happens during editing happens. And that's all you guys get. So we have a wide variety of topics that we're going to discuss today. But um, we're just going to start with what we've been up to in the past couple weeks. Um, how our winter breaks are going. What's new. So catch us up, guys, on what we've missed out on. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to the season finale. Um, super excited for you guys to hear what we have today. And yeah, school has been great, you know what I mean? Just waiting on final grades, mm-hmm. trying to figure out if I'm going to have to pull up on my teachers or not, you know what I mean? Because teachers be really, you know, nice in front of your face. They'll smile and that. But as soon as final grades, they want to switch up. Like, True. it's not okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Nachma? How's life? Honestly, um, yeah, it's been a month since we last recorded, and life, man, just, you know, trigger warning school, trigger warning <laughs> academics, trigger yeah. warning of final grades, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's all over now, so we're good, and I can focus on, you know, what's really important in my life, this podcast, <laughs> so. <laughs> if she gives me a 4 she gives me a 4 she give knows? you, she knows, she knows, she knows, at this point, yeah. you know, I already cried, so what, <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. So what else? What else is new with Brecken, guys? What's popping? So general updates on what we've been up to. So the other day we were on Somali Features featuring, and we were promoting our podcast and answering questions from the fans, um, not fans, I guess listeners. But um, and that got us thinking about you know the kind of platform Somali Features is, what um, kind of image people put out there, and basically. So we'll just start with Hannah. What do you think of Somali features and platforms like it? So um, Somali features and platforms like it, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. Um, even though, like, I've featured Somali features a couple times, you know, there's Somali Adunka, there's Bukoliatawan, there's literally a million Somali accounts. And I feel like everybody just does the same thing. And it's all about, like, it's like a popularity contest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who who gets the most clout, who gets talked about the most. And, like, I feel like a lot of people just go on there for promotion, like YouTube and stuff like that, which there's nothing wrong with. But then again, there's also the, like, the standard that platforms like that set for people. Mm -hmm. So, like, people will watch this and think they have to live up to that lifestyle and they have to live up to this, you know, um, image that they have to portray all the time. Niggas all got to have money. They have to be in the club with bottles with women and like it promotes this negative lifestyle um i guess <clears throat> yeah Hanan, i completely agree i feel like it normalizes um firstly haram behavior secondly i feel like people don't realize that the image that people are putting out there and what they're showing us is just exactly that it's just what they're showing us we don't know the kind of people they are we don't know what they are like behind closed doors so you just have this image of everything you could ever want but that's not the reality most mm-hmm. times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with social media, that's usually how it is. That's why when people catch feelings off social media, like, they fall in love with something or, like, they like something. It's like an image, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't know the person, and then they get to know them, and they're like, it's just a Twitter nigga. It's just a <laughs> Tumblr nigga. You know what I mean? It's just a Snapchat nigga. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, 
that's not who they are, nor is that an accurate representation because these people are fronting for an audience. Like, mm-hmm. they are a performer at the end of the day. There's, there's like, performer. what? How many K viewers? And yeah. obviously, you're, you want a reaction. You want claps. You're you want laughs. You want, you want compliments. You want this. You want that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone who goes on there goes on there for that. But I mean, we weren't like that. Yeah, because <laughs> we weren't. You know what I'm saying? We were not looking for compliments, nor were we looking for, you know, confirmation. We know we, we just wanted to play. We bad and bougie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So at the end of the day, it's really, it's really what you make it. And mm-hmm. I agree, honestly, with both of you. It's you know, it's all facade. It's all an image. And the more that I watch um, Somali features, the more that I think about how I'm going to raise my kids in Badia. <laughs> because it's just, it's so concerned. You guys are, you guys are concerned. I'm, I'm yeah. very concerned. One can hide. Well, I used to view Somali so highly, and now. Yeah, I know. We're fucking her drives. I'm having shit. <laughs> <laughs> We just not go that far, you know. Maybe Oromo or something. <laughs> but no, honestly, I think that like it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, how people um, assimilate. Because mm-hmm. you know, what was it the other day? Some guy was like um, drinking lean, and he was like, you know, in the name of Allah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's so hashtag messy. But. Yeah, I know. What do you guys think about, you know, just what, what does it mean for our generation, you know, being, it's mostly Somali-Americans, I would say, being Somali-Americans, being first generation, and, like, obviously taking part in this larger hood rat culture, <laughs> and while also, you know, still saying bismillah before you drink clean and, you know, mm-hmm. repping your dafan and stuff mm-hmm. like that. How, how do you guys feel about that, you know, mixture of identities? Well, I would just say that... I, I feel like there is a lot of negative, but at least they still have a little bit of connection with their dhaqan, you know what I mean? And a little bit of connection with their deen, regardless of what they're doing. There's always hope for these people, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would rather them hold on to what they are, even in the slightest bit, than just completely, um, like, let go, you know what I mean? It's it's really messy, but it comforts me that I I, I still have hope for them. So yeah, I agree with you, Jay, because at the end of the day, they're still holding on to at least a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, completely erasing their identity, they're just doing what they're doing on the side Mm -hmm. while also, you know, Somalia, Hanola, or whatever. What was it? Etopia, Burbursa, and um, what what was that anthem on Somali features? And he was like, what is the Somali national anthem? I don't know, guys. Somali Toso. Somali Toso, Tattoo Gun Kapsa. Remember? Tattoo Gun Kapsa. Is that what he said? Yeah, he 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 was he was I'm here for that he one. was tatted. He was like Somali Toso Tattoo Gun Kapsa. Okay. And That's so beautiful. <laughs> so personally, um, I mean, do you, you know what I'm saying? I can't tell anybody how to live their life. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, our parents would not be proud of this. Our parents would not be accepting of this. So I feel like there's a, this is like a larger picture. There's obviously a gap between that mm-hmm. because kids probably in the house they're a certain way, and outside of the house they're different. Which yeah. I mean is normal because we, we all, like all yeah, we all got double lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, if it's to that extent yeah. where you're like 360, like inside the house you're Muslim, yeah. that's that's wild. Yeah, you got a multi personality disorder or some shit. I don't know, you know. Yeah, honestly, that saddens me. Back to what Natu was saying about life in Badio, 
I genuinely wholeheartedly agree with that because at this point we're already like we're barely saying this not were but you know but no. cuss. Oh, okay. I don't know what you be doing. Yeah, but like already you know drinking lean but saying this Our kids are not even going to say this at all, and that is worrisome. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Judy, it's worrisome, and that's one of the reasons why I'm happy that we're all getting deported because we just need definitely. <laughs> well, why if Trump pays for my flight, I'm outie. I'm outie. I'm taking my future children with me. Exactly. And I'm just gonna leave behind this, you know, godless place. Yeah. <laughs> America, how burburta? Honestly, <laughs> well, look what it has done to us. It's gonna start burburting while we're here. Yeah, and, like, Trump winning, like, everybody, you know, thought it was a bad thing and et cetera. But, you know, God is the best of planners. Mm-hmm. And maybe we needed a wake-up call, mm-hmm. a slap in the face, uh-huh. uh, you know, get back to your country, uh, realize who you are. Somali, but at the end of the day, you need to always remember that. And maybe this is for the better. Maybe God is saving the generations of Hoya Matalos and Hoya Machokto. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, but honestly, I feel like we also need to discuss the different treatments of the different genders and, like, the fact that a girl saying something minor, whereas a guy actually doing something, like, the way... Like, for example, so, just being blunt, there was this girl featuring a while back, literally talking, you know, low-key kind of reckless, and ended up shutting down Twitter. Whereas, like, a bit, I think it was, like, the next day or, like, a couple of days oh afterwards, God. there was someone just as raunchy of, you know, the male sex, and Twitter was surprisingly still working. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys, um, this is at the listeners, I don't know if you guys watch some of my features regularly, but basically there was this girl who was being a little bit, you know, reckless on there, and my goodness, like, my timeline going 100 miles per hour, People were logging into the account, like, dragging her, popping off. Like, I remember everyone's story on my freaking Snapchat was like, oh, my God, watch some of my features. Everyone was talking about it the next day. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was some, you know, controversial things that she said. Yeah. But honestly, subhanahu a lot at the reaction (laughs) to what she said. Because... It was just so uncalled for. And then there was this, a uh, couple of days later, I think, there was this guy who was literally on there mm-hmm. talking, acting like a chef, being like, if you see a gay person, go kill them. Yeah. And ship radio silence. Yeah. Well, I radio silence on my TL. Yeah. And I was like, y'all niggas are so fake. Yeah. Things are only, um, according to, you know, people, things are only bad if it's a woman. And there is literally no outrage. Like, this is how you know these people are fair. Like, I mean... This is how you know these people are fake caring. Because if you really care about the religion, you're going to care if it's a bird, mm-hmm. an animal, a Chinese person. You don't care. Like, a girl, man, uh, anything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they're so selective with who they get outraged at. Mm-hmm. And so they were really mad at the girl and etc. Which, I mean, <laughs> some things she did say were, you know, controversial. And, like, you could say were wrong in the dean. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it needs to be, like, the grading criteria that you're using or the scale that you're using has to be fair regardless because if you are defending Allah, Allah is the most just, he's fair. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if you go and try to do his job, at least do it correctly. (laughs) I Also, what upset me the most about this whole situation, guys, is the fact that so many people were masking their, like, disapproval and their hate and their dragging of her through, oh, we're just advising her. 
Like, that is literally so wrong. If you were genuinely worried about her akhirah and her afterlife, her afterlife, and the whole shit she's going to do later on, you would advise her in the correct manner, which is privately, and, like, obviously in a polite way, you know what I mean? You calling her a dilla and sharmuto and, you know, excuse my language, but all these foul things is not, that's not helpful. You're just as bad. Literally, I think she even posted a screenshot of someone that was like, sharmuto ya hai darra, blah, 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 fear Allah. Like, what is... <laughs> like how does that even work and then like all these guys over here talking about oh da 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 she's this this and that but at the same time when you see your fellow Somali brothers doing the things that she's even dare like that she dare speaks of yeah. you don't say you shit. don't say anything yeah like that is so backwards honestly like it's like there's always like some Fuck boys on there drinking henny, getting lit on Somali features. It's like ship, but it's like she was like, you know, I want to drink henny in Jannah. Oh my god, subhanallah! <laughs> like people went wild. That's, that's so funny to me. Yeah. I thought that was so funny, man. I, it's just hilarious, honestly, because you getting mad at someone for thinking of this. Like, how dare you have this thought? <laughs> but I think Adiha say Alhamdulillah when you like these niggas are drowning in alcohol, doing whatever the hell they want to do. But you want to advise someone who said something. I mean, the people who wanted to advise her, like the people who advised her, none of them came at her in a correct way. According to Islam, none of them advised her in the correct manner. Except but, for the people that did advise her in private. Yeah, even the people who advised her in private, she screenshotted it. It was cussing her out. Oh, you, in true. order, that's in true. order to advise someone correctly, yeah. it has to be sincere, mm -hmm. and it can't be. How are you sincere for some? Like these people don't care about her. Mm -hmm. That even if like outside of what she said, they don't care for her. Mm -hmm. So in order for that sincerity to come, mm -hmm. that's like. Someone like, you know, I can advise you because you're my friend. I care about you. The sincerity is there. Mm -hmm. If there's no sincerity and you, this is some random girl in mm -hmm. Canada, China, like <laughs> there's why do you, why don't you advise your brother who who gets locked up every day? You're you, these people around you every other day that you're tweeting hashtag free this person, free that free person. Virus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You need to put your energy mm -hmm. towards something good and get a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the day, like yeah. employment. Because everybody want to jump on Somali features when mm -hmm. someone comes on. Like, it was like a Thursday. I was at school. Everybody was sending it to me. I'm just like, I'm in class. How y'all got time to jump on and reply and, like, mm -hmm. clearly. Like, and it's surprisingly just when it's a girl, honestly. And I feel like I've had this conversation with two people, two men, unfortunately. And one of them told me that the reason why they were so outraged, not them themselves, but, like, men in general were so outraged is because women are held to such, like, like this high status. They have more expectations on them. But when it comes to the fact that, like, you're oppressing her, you're not letting her say whatever she wants to say, then it's just, like, that's not a compliment. That's oppression. Wallahi, that's so true. People are so quick to be like, they try to be slick about their hatred for women. Mm -hmm. Like, if you hate women, just say it with your chest. Yeah. But people will be like, oh, the reason why I personally judge a woman for doing X, Y, Z is because Naga, you know, you know, we expect better. I'm like, nah, you just don't fuck with us. So <laughs> just say it up front. I don't yeah. understand why you have to mask it behind, like, caring for us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with, you know, all of you guys' points and etc. But at the same time, like, I 
don't want nobody to think that we like support anyone who bashes the religion or mocks the religion. We all, I mean, we just all of us. Women. Um, I mean, I, I mean, support, I I support women too, but. Like I said, we're not supporting anyone who's mocking the religion and etc. We're just saying your judgment should be fair and should be always consistent and concise with what you're preaching. Like, if you're preaching it, it should pre be preached to everybody and not just the women. Like, I, I know, like, you want your, you know, brothers in Islam to be in Channa too. You want your, you know, you don't want them to go to hell for stupid shit. So just be consistent, you know what I mean? Be, be, I mean, the brothers... You know, you are required to give them advice as well. This is not strictly something for women. So just, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Be mindful. That's Be mindful, exactly. Like, you know, we all have things to say. We all have things to bring to the table and et cetera. Just don't try to throw the table at the girl. <laughs> like, if you bring your son to the table, <laughs> Calm down. put it down. <laughs> you know, it's it's so crazy to think about how on every level, whether like, academically within the household culturally like how men and women girls and guys are treated so differently and it has actually like drastic impacts on basically where where people go in life what the general status quo is you know and just in terms of you know just being black and being muslim and being refugees and of a low socioeconomic background and all of how all of these things play out and you see the product in our generation, you know? Like, we we always talk about how there's, like, a um, success disparity between young women and young men in our generation. But no one really talks about, like, why exactly that is. And people usually, like, chalk it up to just, like, cultural differences like we were talking about now. Like, oh, women are held to a higher standard, whereas men are, you know, allowed to fall through the cracks. And I guess that does play a role, but, like, what are your opinions on, you know, some of the other causes? I feel like, although it's not much, Somali girls do have a little bit of privilege of being um, seen as, you know, little Muslim girls with their little hijab on, whereas black, like, Somali and black boys are seen as more of um, a, threat. a threat, I guess. You know what I mean? But at the and same so, time, hmm. like, are you saying we have East African privilege? <laughs> I'm not saying we have East African privilege, but I'm just saying I feel like if a Somali girl in hijab and abaya was walking down the street, she wouldn't have more of a chance of getting like stopped and frisked and stuff as a Somali boy would. You know what I mean? That's debatable though, because we are a Somali boy could be could pass as just a black guy. We have we have the blackness, a... we have the blackness and the religion, so I feel like that's mega double whammy. You know what I mean? But does that necessarily like translate into being incarcerated at higher rates? Like my hijab does not have anything to do with me, you know, getting stopped by the police unless it's like you know TSA. Oh yeah, or, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. So you're talking so you're talking about like on an everyday basis and not a like. Um, like, in general. Yeah, okay. I'm saying it's just kind of like... Yeah, exactly, Hannah. Like, on an everyday basis, you know what I mean? For example, you get pulled over 24-7. You have never once gotten a ticket, never once been asked to get out of the vehicle, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that, whereas Somali boys, it would be... They're seen as more of a threat, and I feel like that translates into, you know, higher incarceration rates, higher... um, Just more trouble that they yeah. experience you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. and one of the things that's actually really concerning is the the jailhouse 
or the prison, whatever it is called, that they're opening up for the youth. And it's going to be, like, this massive facility with, like, a hundred and something beds. And at the end of the day, we all, like, the, and then I think the amount of people that were actually incarcerated right now were only, like, 20-something. So it's literally a money-making scheme, and the people that are going to end up in those beds are young black, black men. men. Yeah. Yeah, back to what Nichman was saying about how we always talk about, like, the, the differences and success rates between Somali boys and Somali girls. But at the end of the day, you have to go back and think, like, it's there's something that, there's a deeper issue than this. Like, the surface is what we see, that, okay, more girls are going to school, less guys are going to school, more guys are in jail, less girls are in jail, etc. But what is the cause behind this? And, like, I feel like, like, we, like, the, the these kids or these youth these boys men whatever you want to call them are like we should be holding holding them accountable but at the end of the day they're also like there's other things that play into factor more than their actions like mm-hmm. for example um families and the way they allow things for boys and like they're stricter on the girls and then wonder why the girls are so successful like you literally abandon these kids you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you abandon the boys and like it goes it, it's so much more deeper like we we constantly even us we constantly drag these <laughs> niggas these fuck boys and etc but it's deeper than that yeah you can talk about um i mean everyone's an individual at the end of the day but everyone is also a product of their environment right, yeah. and if like the majority of somalis you live in like a low-income neighborhood mm-hmm. And there's crime all around you and you're, you know, a young black man mm-hmm. and your parents aren't strict on you because you're a boy. And all those things snowball into, of course, you're going to end up yeah. being a fucking hood rat. Yeah. And, you know, getting, going to, like, doing some, you know, stupid scheme with your friends when you're a teenager and yeah. in jail or et cetera, wherever you end up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's something that's not that frequently addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the Somali community, it's never addressed that often. It's always just, you know, a competition. You know, you guys see this, Somali girls are this, Somali guys are that, and etc. And, like, it's all jokes, like, at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, these are underlying, like, there's underlying issues here, and there's a reason behind all of this. So what do you guys think? Like, is there is there something that needs to be done? What should be, you know, what steps should be taken? Are the, are, are these kids like, do you guys think they're like abandoned by the Somali community? Like there's so much, you know, going on. What do you guys think? Not to be um, corny or or anything, but I think um, one of the biggest things is outreach and mentoring Mm -hmm. and, you know, just having positive role models in the community and, I know I promo SSA a lot on here, but I feel like Somali Student Association, like things like that are always very beneficial, especially if they're giving back to the community, working with, you know, high school students, which are obviously, you know, the most at risk um, populations for, you know, dropping out of school, not going to college, getting involved in crime, stuff like that. And yeah, I feel like the girls, for example, have like tons of positive resources, role models yeah. and like resources and stuff like that. But uh I feel like you need to actually, like, show young men positive role models in the community, which does entail, you know, sometimes talking about the positive things about Somali guys instead of calling them bums all the time. Yeah, that's what I would say. So, anyways, moving on to a much lighter topic, it's time for the highly anticipated um, 
Heblaya 3 Abai Aoi segment. And we're really excited because we got a bunch of questions this time. Some are juicy, some are kind of cringy. Um, but we're only sticking to a select few. So the first one that we're going to discuss is... What is it, Nitra? Okay, so we actually got this um, question off of Somali Features. So, they're at Namus. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's anonymous, anonymous, guys. Um, So, it's titled, My Man is a Bump. Ooh. Spicy. And, yeah, so that's the first sentence. My man is a bump. And I was like, ooh. Like, how you just go... It's just so wild, like, how you gonna drag your nigga before, like, we even drag him? Like, at least let us drag him. That's why you sent it in, right? She said, my man is a bum. That's... Let's see. My man is a bum. Like, shit, that was my line. And she wanted to just over here snatch it from me. But... So, here's here's the tea, you guys. Okay. My man is a bum. He has never sent me money. Parentheses. He lives in another state. And he doesn't spoil me. Yeah, this is kind of messy. What? He is not my husband, so he's obviously not required to do so. That's true. That's true, 100%. But I'm under the impression that sometimes it's nice to shower your significant other with gifts instead of quote-unquote words all the time. Also true. Okay. He does not have a stable income or job, but is always saying he will find a job. Okay. He is 26 and lives with his mom. 26? 26 and lives with his mom. I'm embarrassed to call him my man because I'm my friend's men send them money and gifts occasionally. Mm-hmm. He occasionally buys himself clothing and small things. I know he has no money and gets it from his parents. It's a bit I at the age of 26, almost 27. I'm not a super person, superficial person at all, mind you. He has no problem showing me public affection, so I know it's not because I'm a quote-unquote side chick, per se, but it bothers me that he's the one who's always talking about taking the next step in our relationship, quote-unquote mm-hmm. marriage, but is not financially stable enough to even take care of himself. He treats me so well, otherwise I do not, so I do not want to bring him down, but this is something that needs to be addressed. How would you address it? Okay, you guys. What's your verdict? I feel like the only way to address this is to leave him. Wow. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Cheat on him. Cheat on him. Cheat. I'm joking. I feel like, well, it depends on, like, there's two different types of, like, being stagnant in life. You know what I mean? If this is someone that, you know, finished school, is just having a hard time finding a job in their field, that's one thing. But if this is someone that has nothing to their name, has... It's like seems to be all all talk and no walk. So I feel like based on what she's provided, this is obviously Nguyen. This is someone that's grown, that doesn't have anything to their name. And I feel like if you feel like there's no future here and everything seems to be all talk and no walk, and it's just, I feel like she's wasting her time at this point. No, so. Regardless of how good someone is to you, if they don't have a future and they don't have a plan, I mean, even if they do have a plan, like, He's not showing anything for it. So you need to realize, like, you need to realize that if you feel like this person's not going anywhere in life and you do want to, you know, have a successful future with someone and get married, then this person may not be the one for you. Like, regardless of how good he is to you, kindness is not going to pay the bills regardless. Kindness is not going to be paying my head. So I feel like if he's wasting your time, then you should just hit the road. So yeah, this question is interesting because the girl, the way she's even talking, she already knows what the correct 
thing to do is. Mm -hmm. My man is a bum. He don't do this. He don't do that. Mm -hmm. She's just looking for confirmation. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a, you know, pat on the back and a, yeah, you know, that's the right thing to do. We're not going to give that second. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, so I feel like there's a lot that's going on in this question. For example, she says, oh, he never sends me money. He's not required to do that. But la, 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 like, mm -hmm. and she's comparing her relationship to her friends. There's just so much going on in this question. Mm -hmm. And it's like, sis, I feel like you're not, you, like, you don't fuck with this person. You're just with him maybe because you're comfortable with him and you've been with him for a while. He's 26 and he hasn't got his life together. I'm assuming, like, you're around the same age or you at least have your life together. So if... If he's not living up and he's not living up to your standards, which is clearly he's not. My man is a bum. Yeah, she's like, embarrassed. She's embarrassed. Yeah, she's clearly embarrassed. So if somebody's not living up to those expectations, address it. Talk to him. Once you talk to him, you know, obviously if you see actions that are being taken to address, uh, like, what you said, like, you know what I mean? The best apology is changed behavior. If his behavior starts changing and he starts, you know, doing things actively maybe looking for a job more often doing At yeah like i i feel like there's no right age to get your life together i i feel like sh if she's been with him and she knew he's been a bum this entire time then push him to continue like to 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 get on the right path and etc and if he's not listening then what could you do mm -hmm. move like, on give him a warning yeah give him a warning the thing that gets me about this question is like I hate when people, like, act brand new. Yeah, is she acting brand new? <laughs> she, act, she acting brand new. Like, how you gonna wake up <laughs> December 17th and be like, my nigga's a bum? Like, bitch, you knew that yesterday. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's I don't true. like when people, like, obviously you started dating this person. Okay, he's you 26. He so he must have been a grown-ass thing when you started dating him. Yeah. I assume he was at least, what, 24, 25? 25. 25? Yeah. You know? So, if you knew exactly what he was and from the beginning, into, yeah. that's, what I, <laughs> that's what I don't understand. And I see that so much. And it's like, oh, I thought this person, you know, would change for me. Ain't nobody going to change for you. Yeah. I wouldn't change for someone. I don't expect someone to change for me. If you see someone and you like the type of person that they are and you're okay with them, like, being the way they are, then okay, that's, that's good for you. Mm -hmm. But if you see a nigga that's a bum, and then you cuff him tomorrow, you want to be like, my man is a bum. Like, no shit. But you cuffed him anyway, so exactly. either stay or leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going off of that, I agree with that because a lot of people in this generation, they tend to fall in love with potential. And they, oh, yeah, I fell in love with his potential. And people think that's so beautiful. And like, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, if somebody's not, you know, filling the shoes that you are bringing, then... They, like, you can't expect them to be a certain way and they're not doing anything. That's, you're falling in love with your own dreams. You're selling yourself dreams. And why would you do that to yourself? But, um, yeah, so she probably already knew he was a bum mm -hmm. and fucked with him. But then at the end of the day, you said, I don't know. I, I feel like <clears throat> you can be a spark of change for someone. Like, yeah. I, I would love to motivate someone to get their life together and et cetera. And a lot of men do change for a woman. I mean, we can all agree. Like, behind every successful man, there is a woman, you know, that corny, low-key, a lot of men get their shit together. That's not, that's not, like, most of them. That's not, like, 
But I'm saying he could he could be that one percent, you know what I mean? But I mentioned the fucking percent. Let's wait and see if he becomes that one percent. No, I'm just saying, like, obviously, if you not motivating him and stuff like that, it's, it seems like you talking a whole lot to us and not to your nigga. Amen. It does seem that way. Write him this paragraph and send it to him. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like copy and paste this. Send him the link to this and be like, hey, I was low-key, you know, throwing some shade at you. I was spilling tea, but don't get mad. No, but, like, you really need to talk to him. And if there's no changed action, then leave him. Amen. Dump him. Dump him. Cheat on him. <laughs> it's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like one thing that's also important to note here is the fact that she was bringing up money and how he doesn't spend on her. And I feel like that can just do a lot. That can just have a lot to do with the fact that that's not how he expresses his his affection. You know what I mean? Everyone has different ways of expressing themselves. Everyone has, you know, different love languages. And his just so happens to be words. And, like, I feel like if he asked his mom for money, I don't think it would be a problem if he spent it on you. But... He it's just, just yeah. That's not the way he he specifically shows his affection. So what's the verdict, guys? Like how are we how are we doing this? Um, I got the verdict for you. Hot. You got the verdict. I got the verdict for you. Is is it hot? Okay, <laughs> let's get it. So basically, what I would say is that half this question, like actually the most, the majority of this question was centered around him not spending money on her, him not buying her gifts spoiling her like the way that her friends get spoiled and then a little bit of backstory yeah he's a bum he ain't got money like that but still he don't spend money on me so i would say stop being so superficial and like seeking material things not superficial though but you are superficial i'm letting you know (laughs) and also i would say you know please gabadal obviously is like stressed out Mm -hmm. so if they can you know both of them can agree to those terms then you guys can stay, and then if, if not, then call the I'm high, Galani. Yeah, that's true. So I hope I, so I hope I buy in and I hope that you know we, you know, gave you some advice and etc. But we're gonna be moving on to the next question, and so the next question is: Hi guys, I love the podcast, and I wanted some advice from you all. I'm a first year uni student, and all my life I've wanted to study social work and help disadvantaged people. It's my passion. However, my parents are pressuring me to study something that will make a lot of money, like STEM or business. They don't understand why I would pursue something that doesn't make a lot of money. My parents sacrificed a lot for me, and I want to make them proud, but also I want to follow my dreams. What should I do? I feel like something to consider, especially in the social work field, is the amount of pressure, stress, like... All the, I mean, it's, you know, obviously a noble job, and that's not meant for everyone, but I feel like they also need to consider all of the, all the difficulties you're going to experience in that field. You know what I mean? This is obviously someone very young, I'm guessing like 18 or whatever, that field, and I know people that have been into that field, and they literally burn out within a couple of years just because of the difficulty of the work. And if they, knowing all that, if they still want to do it, I feel like they should stick to their passion and do what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Regardless, if you go into STEM and business, you're going to be well off, but you're going to be miserable, and it's not going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, I'm assuming they're a Somali person. Our parents, they may seem like, you know, they're tough on us and hard on us, but I feel like if they see that the passion that they have 
and you know the drive that they have for that field then they'll eventually come to accept that respect that and support that decision that they make yeah it's hilarious because Somali parents will not well I mean majority of them like if someone goes into like art music whatever um acting they'll never support them until they make it big and they're like I knew it yeah I knew from day one you know exactly but um yeah if you really want to study social work I feel like what like the approach that I would take personally would be to sit down with my parents and really get them to understand that like what social work is why I want to study it Mm -hmm. you know um job security etc like stem and business and all these fields like let them know it's going to be harder or like i'm you know people are better off in different fields so if you're if you if you're if you're a successful student in the social work category and the social sciences and etc then just try to get your parents to understand that Mm -hmm. try to um like talk to them about it, express mm-hmm. your, you know, interest in it, let mm-hmm. them know what you want to do with it, mm-hmm. and not even just, like, now, but future-wise, mm-hmm. try to get them on board and et cetera, and then they will be more open to the idea mm-hmm. because they are more comfortable with it, because you talk to them about yeah. it, because they know the job opportunities that you will be going into. Mm-hmm. At that point, they're scared of it because the only thing that we, as just not even Somalis, but foreigners, like, they, like, all we go into is, like, STEM mm-hmm. business engineering you know what I mean and a lot of those reasons are because we only value those things like mm-hmm. arts social sciences and etc are like put on the back burner like oh she graduated what is she graduating oh that's not a degree like mm-hmm. she's psychology so really but at the end of the day still had to go to classes mm-hmm. still passed their classes still studied mm-hmm. it's it's just people are better at better things and people want to go into different things mm-hmm. so just let them know and yeah yeah, so a lot of times I feel like we kind of see our parents as kind of like overbearing and stuff like that, and you kind of have to realize that it's it's an economic issue most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us don't come from you know wealthy backgrounds. You know, our parents are refugees, and they want they want the best for us. They want the best for our families. And so when you major in something like sociology or like social work, of course they're gonna get a little bit worried. Like, how are you, you know, financially going to support yourself? Because obviously they struggle to support themselves financially. So they don't want you to go through the same thing, you know? So I can kind of, I can kind of sympathize with the parents on this one. But at the same time, you can get a job as a social worker. You won't be making big bucks, but you'll be making, you know, enough to sustain yourself. And if that's truly your passion, then that's enough for you. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, bankroll your family and take them on vacation and, you know, Mm -hmm buy them villas and, you know, hamar, but, like, it's okay. As long as, you know, as they're here. Happy, yeah, as yeah. long as you're happy, then I feel like eventually they'll be happy, too. Yeah, basically, just wrapping up, I really just feel like it depends on persistence. I also feel like um, a lot of the insecurities and, like, the worries that your parents are experiencing is just from a lack of knowledge. They probably just don't know what exactly the kind of work you're going to be doing is. So, yeah, basically, just be clear with them. Be persistent with them. Most importantly, be successful. Because if you, you know, put up all this fight and give up halfway through, that's going to be real messy. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. I like what the, the, I like the topic that Nichma raised because, yeah, I mean, that's where it is all coming from and that makes sense. 
I never really thought about it that way. I was just like, they just want us to be doctors and stuff like that. But obviously, it's like a secured, like, you know, income, secured job, etc. So, yeah, that does make sense. Hashtag, I'm switching my degree. What's happening? <laughs> so, our final question comes from a 21 year old girl in London. And she writes, hi ladies, my parents are pressuring me into an arranged marriage and they've already found someone through a family friend. The problem is that he is a waste man. He is known for his reputation of playing girls and discarding them. No one in both families is aware of this and I don't want to disappoint my parents because they're really yearning for this to fall through. I don't want to embarrass and bring shame on my family's name for not going through with this marriage. Bye, Awe. So before I put in my opinions, what do you guys think? So, in my opinion, in all honesty, I feel like this is another person who already knows the answer to their question, mm-hmm. but just wants validation. So, let me just tell you, um, love yourself. If he's a fuckboy, he's a waste man. Like, <laughs> you fuck with your family like that to marry him? I don't. Can't relate. <laughs> honestly, if my parents were trying to set me up with someone I know for a fact is trash, I'm sorry, but I don't. No, y'all like that. <laughs> I'm not taking. I'm not taking the L. Who are Sorry. You, like? Who are are you? My parents? When you're telling me to <laughs> marry someone, what? So yeah, there's my answer. Get your life together, Abaya. Personally, I feel like um, she. I mean, that's a hard situation. I don't think she's looking for um, like validation or something. I feel like she's just conflicted because at the end of the day, she knows this guy and he's a fuck boy. But at the end of the day, her family wants her to be with him. She does. She's not trying to disappoint her family and etc. And it's a arranged marriage in that. But at the end of the day, you need to look out for yourself. And like when you're getting married to someone or being with someone, you're, that's for the rest of your life. Your family is like, they can suggest people. And if they're a good match, then perfect. Go with them and etc. But if you know 110% that this person's a bad person or like, you know, you heard about them or reputation, la, 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 then you got your answer. But at the end of the day, like, where is this source coming from? Who are you hearing this from? Are you hearing this from everyone? Are you hearing this from some girl who, who, you know, I don't know, you know, you always have to question the, the, the information that you get and where it's coming from. Like, I would say, maybe give him, give him a chance. If he, if he proves you wrong, then that's, you know, who knows? Maybe he changed. Maybe he didn't. You know, maybe that's his past. But yeah, you you really it, it all depends. You really have to figure out. Do you even fuck with your family? Do you fuck with him? <laughs> like, it, you know, it all depends. How cute is he? How tall is he? <laughs> how much money in his bank? Like, I can't give an answer unless you know we have. I I would like that. Um, I like that my niggas are bum because I was straightforward. This yeah. girl's like, you know, he's a fuck boy, but like my family, he comes from a good family and la la la. Well, make up your decision then. Like, I feel like, I mean, you may feel like there's, it's unclear what kind of person he is, but I feel like if you know the kind of person he is from what you've heard from other people and what you've seen for yourself, and you know for a fact that he's trash, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't get your family's hopes up you know what I mean at the end of the day they'll be really happy and they'll be really like you know happy that you know they're going to get money and you know 
everything's lit. But at the end of the day, you're the one going home with them. You're the one that's going to have to start a family with them. You're going to have to have kids for him eventually. And they're going to be little waste men running around. So do you really want <laughs> waste that? <youth. laughs> waste youth. Waste whatever yeah. London terminology is. But yeah, so it's just like, it's a lot to consider. And I know that it's a difficult place to be in, especially wanting to make your parents happy. But at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you. You know, they want what's best for us, but this this may not be it for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like if you know that he's trash, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say like blast him and No, him. I say that. That's what I was just going to say. I was no. going to be like, pull up receipts, snitch on him. That's messy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like that's really messy. Don't, you know, don't blast him or, you know. But at the same time, be firm in your decision. Also, the whole giving him a chance thing, I feel like that's really messy, Hanan. Really? I'm adding you. I'm coming for you. Because if you give him a chance and you're, like, leading your parents on... Uh-huh. What? Continue. Sorry. If you're giving him a chance and you're leading your parents on, that's just more hope. I feel like just flat out stick to a firm no and leave it at that. Don't give him false hope if you already know what your decision is, which is no. Yeah, I feel like um, since this is a quote-unquote arranged marriage, a lot of times with these scenarios, like, time is of the essence. So you don't have time to dabble and be like, oh, maybe he's all right. No, you need to just, I'm telling you, you need to just cut him off. Mm -hmm. I'm making the decision for you. Get your life together. Yeah, Yeah, just get a grip. Once again, dump him. Just dump him. (laughs) I, on the other hand, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys, you guys. Um, I'm sorry. I'll end up with a waste man. No, inshallah not. But um, I would say everybody, you know, everybody deserves at least a chance. So, no. so you know, he he may have, like, get to know him. Get to know his character. His reputation is not, that's not the only thing to him. So get to know him. If you fuck with him enough, you know what I mean? He, and, you know, he, I don't know. I, just, I don't if know. If she I'm gets just, to know him, there are two families who are going to be sitting there holding their breath. Like, that's messy. She gets to know him and finds out if she's going to marry him. No. Like any other guy. She gets to know him and these things are out here continuing to plan the wedding. So you can't do that. That's no. Not. No, she needs to tell her family, like, I'm not going to marry someone that I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's step one. That's yeah. step one. That's what I'm saying. Tell her family, hey, I'm not going to marry someone that I do not know. I do not know this nigga. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give him a chance, you know, 90-day trial mm-hmm. or 30-day trial, whatever the heck, <laughs> until, you know, and obviously you already know what he is. So you're looking for these red flags. And if those red flags are boom, 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 then you know, boom, I'm out. If those red flags are not there and, like, you, you even straight up, bring it up to him. I heard you be doing this and this to girls. Mm-hmm. What you got to say about that? There's two sides to every story. Is all I'm saying. So, yeah. So, yeah, just be more, you know, just be considerate. And like I said, what's his bank account looking like? <laughs> what his height looking like? What he looking like? It's like, I'm just kidding. No, but, like, there's other things that play into factor. So, they say no, but I say, you know, weigh out your options. Maybe keep him there as a side thing. You know what I mean? Side that thing. is so messy. So messy. Horrible advice. Well, I mean... I mean, considering the fact that there's family involved, that is horrible advice, but she just needs to tell her. She needs to <laughs> so tell her. Why are you giving her horrible advice? No, because she, she needs to. No. She needs to. I'm buying you No, she needs to tell her family relax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. do this, like, outside of her family. Because it seems like she's already considering him, considering the fact that she she sent it to Abaye Awi. Mm-hmm. If she already. 
she's coming from a place of I don't want to disappoint my parents and not a place of should I consider him. You know what I mean? She was absolutely her decision of I don't want him. Mm-hmm. I think she just wanted to help on how to bring it to her parents and just be straight up is my advice. Really? Honestly. Um, I feel like if you go to your parents and you're like, listen, Hoya, mm-hmm. I am I am top of the class and he is bottom of the class, mm-hmm. your parents will understand. So you're saying expose him? No, don't expose him. Mm-hmm. But like, just be like, Hoya Abo, mm-hmm. this, like, everything that glitters is not gold. Mm-hmm. He glittering, but he not gold. Mm-hmm. So therefore... He's glittering. So you've changed your mind now. You're saying, don't mess with him. Mm. I guess, oh, yeah. Dump him. Dump him. So, yeah, on top of, you know, all the other L's that everyone took in 2016, seems like everyone's taking L's in their romantic life, too. <laughs> Sorry about that, you guys. But, yeah, other than that, how has 2016 been for you guys? Like, 2016 faves? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Any any of that? Or was it just, like, a black hole? Like, you guys were all miserable. I don't think... I mean, I feel like, you know, on social media, it's nothing but negatives. On I want to die. Yeah. Kill me now. Take me out exactly. with a sniper or, like, a date. Oh, my God. Literally, like, every single post I've seen about 2016 is negative. And personally, in my opinion, it wasn't a bad year for me. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I got into uni, got into my program, you know, foundational year for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fa- sensational. Thank you. Wow. Um, you know, my family moved. Wow. You know, freedom. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, it wasn't really that bad for me, honestly. Yeah. It was obvious, it was a lot of change, a lot of growth. I feel like it was also a great year for my anxiety. Anyone that knows me knows I have the worst anxiety ever, but I feel like, especially the second half. I've managed it. Mm-hmm. You would say that too, right? Yeah, yeah 100% of you. But yeah, definitely a foundational year. Definitely a year a lot of, of a lot of change, a lot of growth, success in the near future, inshallah. And yeah. Like the thing with years and social media and et cetera, it's just like I feel like as time goes on, we just complain more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like 2015 everybody was complaining oh my god 2016 is gonna be better 2016 came around y'all still bums like <laughs> it's obviously the year changing is not going to change you so if you're a negative person obviously negativity is going to come to you and if you're positive positivity is going to come mm-hmm. for you like to you so i feel like rather than like it being i don't know it, i feel like it was just another year mm-hmm. just january 1st the year is going to change oh my god it's not i don't think anything crazy too crazy happened anything out of the ordinary happened Mm -hmm. it's just we all just some complainers Mm -hmm. all we know how to do is run to twitter and i want to (laughs) die and like i mean i'm I'm to blame too like i do that all the time it's a trend yeah you know what i mean it's a trend to be literally really yeah wow wanting to die wow so it's just a trend of like negativity and Every, like, little, like, inconvenience we mm-hmm. blow up to be mm-hmm. something so big when it's not. And it's, like, considering the fact that, like, there's so much going on in the world. Like, we're we're so privileged. Like, the Syria thing that's happening, children in Somalia, etc., all over the world. Mm-hmm. We're in this bubble of, like, oh, my God, I missed my bus. I'm going to kill myself and mm-hmm. jump off the- in front of the next one. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, we're just so negative, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's a trend that needs to stop. I mean, it's a funny trend. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I love the memes and et cetera. It makes me laugh and brightens my day. But 
at the end of the day, 2016 was a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, we started this podcast. So true. Amazing. Happiness into all of your life. Happiness into everybody's life. And it's, it's just been a year, like Juwedia said, a year of growth, a year of progress. Um, progress and, you know, it could be slow. It could be fast. It's still mm-hmm. progress at the end of the day. So I feel like everyone mm-hmm. needs to realize that. And, yeah, <clears throat> hopefully 2017 is going to be much more better. better. Yeah, even better, inshallah, you know, more things to come and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But you always have to remember that a new year is not going to bring new motivation or nothing. That's something mm-hmm. that you have to bring. You have to take steps to make these changes. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you guys. I feel like there's a lot of um, Twitter hype like, just social media hype in general of 2016 being a horrible year, and, I mean, like, like always, I did take some L's in 2016, but, you know, I've been taking L's my whole life, you know, nothing new, um, I just feel like maybe it's easier to fixate on it, because everyone else is complaining about how horrible their life is, and I feel like that mostly has to do with the fact that we're in our early 20s, and everyone is just now kind of figuring out who they are, and, yeah, I feel like everyone's at a stage, like, where, like, most of the people I know are, like, in uni, just, like, struggling, mm-hmm. and, like, school sucks, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you gotta get through it, otherwise you're gonna be, you know, 26 and not sending your girl gifts, because <laughs> you're broke, <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, here's to the early 20s, hopefully they're over soon. So you wouldn't die. I know, I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't wanna die, I wanna be out of this damn school. So... Although 2016 was full of good and bad, what exactly do you guys want to leave in 2016? Like, what is, who are you not taking with you in 2017? <laughs> and I'm not taking with you. <laughs> taking you with me, I mean. There's a lot of things that we just going to leave in 2016. Like, for example, <clears throat> niggas. Psycho, like, just kidding. <laughs> Utopia. Utopia. Niggas. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, but, um. Let's just, I don't want to be positive Patty, you know what I mean, when you guys are trying to be negative, but no, let's, let's leave negativity, mm-hmm. I feel like negativity in 2016, let's leave, um, ungratefulness, ungratefulness, yeah, let's leave, uh, people forcing to be, like, liked by everyone, like, let's just be yourself, love yourself, um, take care of yourself, you know, cut all toxic vibes, leave everything, you know, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Can I be 100? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to leave this podcast in 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, like, yeah, have like cubed this thing in 2016, inshallah. I don't know what's the move Why for 2017. You say that? What about season two? You know, we'll see. Um, we can look for a co-host. You, yeah, co-host. you guys can look for another Accepting co-host. applications for a co-host, guys. <laughs> Honestly, no, but in all serious, though, like, we're going on hiatus, right? But the gag to... is, are we coming back? Honestly, it really depends. On it, depends. It, it depends. It really depends. That's what that's what we've been kind of talking to ourselves a little bit. Because this has been fun and all. But it's but also like, been a drag. But it's also been a drag. Because I feel like uh, once you start something, you have to kind of, like, follow it through. And I'm not good with, like, commitment and, like, following things through. I'm I'm ADD. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to sit here and do the same thing every few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, building off what Nechma said, what I want to leave in 2016, negativity, wanting to die, <laughs> utopia, literally, it's like, I'm just kidding. Niggas. Uh, niggas, like, yeah. what, 
what else? Um, yeah. Oh, another thing. So, Madeline jokes. Can we leave that in 2016, guys? Because no. they're so corny. Like, unless it's a funny Madeline joke, but like the Narnia and blah, 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 stupid shit. Mm-hmm. That's repetitive and corny. Like, I feel just like you should leave, leave Caroline that. jokes in 2016. Because those are literally. So, you're just going to come at me? Pain. You're really coming at me and literally <laughs> and my I, I comedy. Know that's the only thing you know how to say. But I, honestly, that's... it is so overplayed, Olaje. Okay. It physically pains me to read your hairline jokes. Just because your hairline, sorry, I'm just kidding. No, but um, hairline jokes and um, can we leave uh, I don't, I don't know. Am I gonna be dragged if I say no? This? Say it with your chest. Can we leave this dragging? Real. Okay, so can we leave dragging men in 2016? I like how you. No, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. But I'm saying me too. Mm-hmm. It's me. Oh, okay. I blame everything on men. Oh, okay. But like, I feel like you know. A whole year of men. Oh my god, I fell down the stairs. Fuck men. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting overplayed. Personally, I will not be leaving dragging men in 2016 <laughs> because it's just like they're the cause of everything bad in the world. You know, you gotta call it like you see it. So if I stub my toe, fuck men. Yeah. If I get a bad grade, fuck men. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you definitely are not, you're not getting away from that one. Well, damn, okay. Can't nah now nah, I'm not even gonna say this because I'm gonna get dragged. But um yeah, moving on. Um, no, I mean I thought we left you already in twenty sixteen, <laughs> so you're not allowed to talk anymore. We're leaving Jay in twenty sixteen. Jay is yeah. So anyways guys, we've been asking you guys for feedback and topics for us to discuss while on the podcast. And it seems like Somalis all want to talk about the same three reoccurring themes and topics. And we finally gave in. So today we are going to be touching up on uh, Qabil. And if you are not Somali, Qabil equals tribe. So if you hear that, you know, it just equals tribe. So as Somalis, we do use Qabil and tribes to group ourselves. And there is a lot of, you know positive things that come from tribes and a lot of negative things and etc and like we've seen this generation of like Hoya Matalos using Qabil to identify people and to to make jokes and etc which is like disgusting but it's something that we see so yeah Nechma and Jay like what do you guys think about this like the pros and cons of Qabil is it is it worth it should we drop Qabil to like in general what do you guys think I think it's an interesting thing, honestly. The um, we're all like first generation Somali Americans for the most part, and I think it's interesting the way that I see people around me talk about Qabil and interact with each other based on Qabil. And it's funny because it's probably one of the most irrelevant things to my everyday life. Like living in Seattle, I don't, I don't think it affects my life in any major way. And if I'm being completely honest, like, I don't think that I identify that much with my tribe, you know? Like, it doesn't, you know, inform my, like, politics. It doesn't inform how I feel about certain things. I think it's probably just really irrelevant, you know? And even if you were to come up to me and, like, talk about, like, try to stereotype people of, like, the same, you know, tribe or clan as me, I would, you know, ask a couple questions just out of genuine curiosity, but I generally would not care that much because I don't identify as 
blank. I don't see myself as a blank person because I don't think that you don't see race is what you're trying to say. I don't I don't see color. <laughs> and just like that I don't see I don't see khabil. Really? So is that why you discriminate against me all the time or what? Um <laughs> No, that's more of a personal thing. <laughs> have people generalize every clan like i can't take those things and be like oh i'm this so i must be xyz i don't think that's true at all so yeah i do agree with the fact that it's not really that relevant in our lives but i do also feel like it's something it's something that is kind of important you know what i mean and i feel like for example if i were to see someone like just straight up bashing whatever we are, I would I would low-key kind of get butthurt. I would take that personally because at the end of the day, regardless of if I identify with it or if it affects my life, I still feel like you're coming at me directly. You know what I mean? So I'm basically adding you if I come for your Khabil. Yeah, basically if you come for my Khabil, you're coming for me. And we got a problem. So is it rounds? Is it hands? <laughs> like... To what level I are mean, we talking? Not necessarily rounds or hands. You know, I'm not that kind of person, but you know, I'd kind of get hurt. <laughs> you wouldn't cause a ruckus and be like, "Excuse me." Wallahi, I don't think I would take it that seriously, unless they were like directly, like for example, Hanan, you and I, obviously very good friends. Like, can you know if you come and bring me, I'm gonna come for you. And we have done that in the past, but at the end of the day, not none of that is serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, but at the end of the day, for me, I feel like if somebody were to come from a Qabil, um, I would just, like, laugh at them. Because, like, number one, you're ignorant. Number two, you're stupid. Because, like, majority of the people who come for Qabils and who use Qabil as an indicator on if someone's good or not are people who don't even know Somali. It's Hoya Matala talking about, they can't even pronounce Qabilis correctly, talk about Mijirtin and Hawiyya. Like, they don't even know what the hell it is. They don't know where, what kind of people are. Yeah, Delabante. And, like, Isaac. Yeah, so these people don't know anything. Like, do you guys think this comes from, like, where does this culture come from? Does it come from their parents? Because, like, I don't know. Like, personally... Qabil was never a big thing in, t- in my life until I went back to Somalia. Like Najma said, it's not relevant. We're not in Somalia. We're, you know, we are in America. And I feel like Somali, if you're Somali, we're Somalia. It's lit, regardless. Yeah, like you guys said, I think that it is relevant. Like when you go back home and whatnot. Like if I were to, for example, accompany Hanan on her, you know, yearly trip to Hargeisa, and someone called me a faqash, Honestly, hands on sight. Like, that's not, that's not a question. I mean, but isn't that what you... Psych, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not like, oh, I'm like, you know... <laughs> it's not like I'm fighting on behalf of, you know, fuckashes all around the world <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but it's just generally like, it, it's discrimination, you know? You can't... It's, it's not good. But yeah, it's just like... I feel like a lot of times, the only time where I, like, might think about what someone's tribe is, is, like, if they have certain politics, especially regarding, like, Somalia or parts of Somalia, then I'll be like, oh, Just that- go ahead, at me. Go ahead. 
Uh, I mean, day. you already throwing the shade. Might as well. Like, for example, if it's not even, I'm throwing shade though. If someone's like a diehard, like diehard, like for example, you know, hey, don't put my politics on here. Excuse me. If someone's, a, if someone's a diehard secessionist, I'm gonna be like, hmm. Wow. I wonder what they are. Could they be the clan that has the most power in the land that wants to secede? You know. So that's that's kind of like where I think about it. But other than that, I try not to, you know, judge people. Of course, it's not good, and I think it's ugly to like assume that every single time someone has certain politics, it's because of their tribe. I think that's ugly. Well, I mean, if you think about it, politics and Kabil go do go hand in hand because at the end of the day, the people who are governing that group of people are gonna be, you know what I mean? Like in Kabil's, people live in different regions based on their Kabil. So the region that is being governed or the government that is in place is going to be a representative of that Qabil. But like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's political at the end of the day. So I think it's interesting when people actually ask you what you are, like the straightforward, say, oh, what are you? And I never really am sure how to answer that question. So what do you what do you guys think? Do you do you tell people what you are? I really only tell someone if they ask me like straightforward. Like if they ask me like straight up what are you? Like Kabil Kabil like Bobby Kabil. You know what I mean? But usually I just give them the city and then from there they'll try to ask me a bunch of questions to try to get me to tell them without them asking kind of thing, try to get it out of me. But unless they ask me straightforward, I don't tell them because it's just it's just, why do you need to know that kind of thing? It's mostly, it's almost always someone older, but um, I've never really been asked by someone around our age. And sometimes I even feel like the urge to ask people, <laughs> not out of anything of like, you know, judging, but you know, just curiosity of like, if I know someone for a while, I'll just like, what are you, by the way? Like, I don't really know that about you. LOLBTW. <laughs> yeah, LOLBTW. Like, it's just something that, you know, adds to the list of things I know about you kind of thing. Like your blood type. Yeah, yeah. Except I don't know my own blood type. But, yeah, and then, like, sometimes I even... Like, okay, so when you ask them what they are, what do they, like, do you find any new information? Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of, it's nothing to shy away from. But then at the same time, I feel like you kind of have to be mindful because some people... Um, depending on where they're from, they may have like a bad connection with that kind of thing and they don't want to be asked and um, for the most part I stay away from it unless I kind of know the person or I'm getting to know them closer and then I ask them and like and then I kind of and then I kind of slip it in. So I think that's really interesting Jay and I think that's kind of um, heathen behavior because I don't know why you would ask. Me. Yeah, honestly. Well, I know house training. Are you serious? Who raised you? Clearly, we were not raised by the same people. Coyotes raised her. Oh my! I don't think that's behavior it's at all. it's absolutely unacceptable. Way what happens? I mean, I I guess people were thrown off by it. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I they guess always that. answer. They always answer. <laughs> I mean, cause they're scared of you. What the heck? <laughs> they finally don't even have time to react. They just like blurt it out because no. they're just so shocked. I mean, you guys are making it seem like I'm asking complete strangers, and it's not like that. It's people that I've known, and, like, 
not too long ago, I've asked like a couple friends that I've known for years, and coincidentally, we ended up being the same thing. But you see, I wouldn't have known that had I not asked. Okay. And yeah. But the real question is, what did you gain when you found out? Did it make your friendship stronger? No. Did it? I mean, who are you to say my friendship is not stronger because of this? I'd be concerned if your friendship was stronger because no, of I'm it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, it's but it's just uh it's just kind of like a oh noted. noted. Yeah. I don't think it's that deep. <laughs> next no, time next time I go out, I'm leaving you at home because you'll clearly embarrass me. I'm not that <laughs> No, but really on a on a serious note, same question that Hanan had, like sometimes I might like get curious, like I don't usually ask people what they are. But it's just like it's weird that I'm, it's a weird being even curious because like what does that tell you about that person like if someone tells nothing at all like i if i I know usually generally like when you know someone you kind of know like where their parents are from or like you know you can tell by their you know like accent if they're from you know north or you know south end gang gang or (laughs) (laughs) you know just a general idea of like where they're from based on the way that they talk and that's just I guess, like, regionally, there's different, like, a little bit of uh, culture differences, and I feel like it's honestly all I need to know about a person. I don't think, like, you know, Hanan being X is, like, weird. I think Hanan being Wukoi is weird. That's what I find strange, you know, because, you know, northerners are just, they're just odd, you know, so, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So it's not more about the Qabil for you, it's more about region. But at the end of the day, like, it all goes down to why do we think that, um, like asking what qabil you are, why is that negative? Because back in Somalia, it's normal. People ask, hey, what's your qabil? Just like your name. It's not like they're saying anything bad. It's just what they ask. I feel like that's a very valid point, but at the end of the day, it all comes back to the fact that it doesn't have any relevance in our location, in our day and age. It's not that relevant to our everyday life. And we do cr- try to keep the podcast a little bit like apolitical and stuff like that. And this is a little bit of a um, serious topic, but it's also a huge topic. You can talk about anything re- like relating to clan and you can talk about clan politics back home. You could talk about, you know, intertribal marriage. You could talk about even anthropologically, like whether tribe is an actual thing, whether it's not spoiler alert, it's not. And so, yeah, I just, the way that I see it in my everyday life, it's usually one, either encountering an elder who's very stuck in their ways and kind of wants to know everyone's tribe and whatnot, or two, encountering someone who's basically been brainwashed by their parents and their environment to discriminate against people based on tribe. And I think it's very disingenuous to be someone who's like first generation, who grew up here, and to be so invested in who's which qabil. Because at the end of the day, we've never lived in a society where it matters, where it determines, you know, our, you know, trajectory in life or our social connections or, you know, social status. None of that is tied to our qabil here. So I don't see any point in... It's just very... It's very worrying to see people who just regurgitate what their parents have told them and say derogatory things about people of other clans when they don't know jack shit so with that being said i would say just kind of be mindful of be mindful of um 
the things that people want you to think and be mindful of like, hey, why do I actually care about this topic? Why do I have this certain stereotype about another clan? And yeah. But yeah, as we're getting close to wrapping up this episode and this season, we want to talk to you guys a little bit about where we're kind of going with this, the trajectory of our podcast. Um, so basically, we're going on hiatus following this episode, and that's just a time commitment thing. It's that the fact that we all have busy work schedules, and it's hard to coordinate times where we can... Um, record and where we can edit and we can post and promote and stuff like that which is why we've been having longer and longer gaps between the episodes that we have so anyway yeah this has been really fun I thoroughly enjoy having a podcast and it's still kind of up in the air whether we're going to be continuing on to season two um what do you guys think and also like feel free to tweet us hashtag hiblia3 if you want us to continue to season two and if we do um what you would want to see so yeah you guys have any input on that i feel like overall this whole podcast thing um i learned a lot and i realized that it is actually a lot harder than it seems to just talk (laughs) and i'm honestly i don't know if we're gonna come back or not but overall it was a nice journey i feel like we all learned a lot our podcast, I feel like, you know, not to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but I do feel <laughs> toot, like... Toot. <laughs> but I feel like as a group, we've gotten a lot better, and I feel like, you know, me personally, you know, shout out to me, I've grown a lot. So like Jay and Nechma said, yeah, this has, you know, been amazing, started a podcast, it started as, as an idea, and we actually made it through, you know, finished season one and etc. So we're really just going to take a break and see where life takes us, like if we ever come back to it. Lord knows, is Heblaya 3 going to be left in 2016? We don't know. We're just going to, you know, ride the wave and see how we're feeling. Um, but we are going to take a break just to focus on school and etc. Um, life, getting jobs, you know, <laughs> unemployment <laughs> rates <laughs> and etc. So, um, so we may or may not be back, but Heblaya 3 will always be up, I guess. So, yeah, we're just about wrapping up now, and I... Feel like this has been fun. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Shout out to um, Hiblai Hive. Shout out to all of you guys that like actually tweet us and talk to us and stuff like that. We really appreciate it. You know, just a little bit, like a little taste of fame. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So to our listeners, you know, stay employed. <laughs> you know, Etobia Haburvorto. I mean, and yeah, just. And yeah, just stay moisturized. And yeah, if you <laughs> stay moisturized, if you ever want like an impromptu Abai session, you know, my DMs are always open. Same thing goes. It'll stay anonymous if yeah. you still want our input. <laughs> like, we can still do that for you. <laughs> but yeah, signing off. This is Nejma. Bye, guys. So yeah, this has been fun. And basically, I hope you guys enjoy the season finale. And this is Henan signing off. Just make sure to tweet us, hashtag Hablaya3 with your thoughts. And yeah, like Nechma said, my DMs are always open for Abaye Awi. I may Abaye Kulugoy, but maybe. <laughs> Alright, once again, guys, thank you so much for all your support, all your feedback. You guys really made this podcast everything that it is. And um, obviously, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have any followers or listeners. But anyways, um, yeah, so thank you much. 
hopefully see you in the next year and we're going to end off with some bloopers to remember us by. Woo! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the last and final episode of Hablai 3. Um, Hablai, th- what? Hablai Cube, huh? That's our name, ain't it? What's our name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> our name is Hablai Cube, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, okay. What's it called? Oh, it's going. Let me start over. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. And you need to hype it up more. That was okay. dead as fuck. Okay. You dead as fuck, bitch. You suck the life out of everything, you depressing slut. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all she does is suck the <coughs> life out. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. This is a little outfit. I style that we should wear in color. We don't need this right That's now. It can be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really you, but no one ever discovers. Then we should we should harmonize a little bit. Loki, should we sing our intro? Should we sing the well, intro? Why? Let's do it. Psych! What the hell? We can't sing. Oh, I'm just kidding. In love with the dream. You're falling in love with the image that you want to. <laughs> Bitch, you just go! Who told you to be sick? Who told your immune system to be a bug? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our final question. This is the final question, right? Okay, so our final question goes Our final question. I like how I'm the most supportive, the most patient. Don't fucking gas me up right now. Thank you. Any fucking ways. I am literally horrified by we you guys. We already discussed this. We already agreed that we weren't going to Where was that. I when you were agreeing to this? Being Downstairs around, was watching all the Gilmore Girls when we told you to come upstairs, you fucking hoe. I hope I never have to see you bitches ever again. I, me too. Anyways. I guess. How you going to redo it and say more of than you said the first time? I didn't. Fucking I said one of why I fucking want to kill myself. Okay, when Hannah... You guys think. So how you gonna let her talk? Bitch, is you gonna talk or what? Talk. Unbelievable. Oh, when I raise my voice, it's shocking. No, you talk. Shut up. Talk. Shut. All your bullshit. And then one time I say, um, bitch, you gonna fucking mute this while I fucking rant. Mute this. Someone's coming down. I don't care. Shut up. You talk, bro. You're you you wolfing a lot for somebody who don't be doing a lot. Talk. Okay. So. <clears throat>